Lazar here, NBA DFS Strategy Show, Friday, August 7th. Hell of a day yesterday. Uh, ben and I, lucky to show up on this lovely Friday morning, considering we had to watch golf yesterday for a large chunk of Thursday. That wasn't as fun as I would have liked it to be. Um, started off great, but this isn't a golf show. This is an NBA show. I'm joined by Ben Raza. Ben, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I was super excited that I got electricity back. And after watching the golf, I wish that I just didn't have power still. Um, so there's that. But you know what? I am excited. I missed, I've been watching the bubble literally from like like everyone from one o'clock to 10 o'clock every day. Yeah. I haven't been able to do that. I, I missed the Nets taking down the Bucks. I missed, <laughs> I missed a lot of things. I'm really excited to get back in it today. Well, yeah, you don't have to worry about seeing Ben Simmons anytime soon. Subluxation of his patella tendon, whatever the hell that means. I have no idea, but he's in some trouble at the very least. Man, I thought I, uh, I, thought I was going to have a decent NBA day yesterday, and Damian Lillard just said, not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go absolutely crazy. Um, didn't work out. Positive, which I will take, but not enough for a bink. You needed 393.75 to take down yesterday's 450K shoot around on DK. That's 100K to first, which went to the check. Only 100 entries, too, but kudos. 100K. A couple familiar names in that top 10. Winning lineup looked like this Damian Lillard, who hung 80 yesterday, um, 11 of 18 from three. Just Absolute insane. He only took three shots inside of the three-point line. That's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, the Blazers, I do want to ask you about that. I know it's a little, but we only got, you know, for for DraftKings five games here. Uh, The West is tightening up. Memphis is in a free-for-all. They are on the slate. The Blazers seem like the team. What do you make of the Suns? Do you think they have (laughs) any chance to keep it going here? I mean, yes, but... No, no. Okay. like there's nothing that says that they can't win a couple more games. Like it's just, you think they I mean, you know as well as anybody it's, there, there's nothing to stop them. They've got a 5% chance to make the playoffs. Like it's, it's so they gross. need everything to go right. Yeah. I mean, it feels like they have to run the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I read, I saw a graphic earlier today about it. Um, like if they get three more wins, They've got a shot to get in. If they run the table, it's likely. Uh, I don't know. Like, all right, who do you want to play in the playing game for the West? And then we'll start getting started on this slate. If I could choose, I would have the Grizzlies and the Suns. Interesting. Is that bet related or you would just like those two teams? Like uh, you're not like, Oh, because I have uh, a song. Yeah, I have a future <laughs> uh, that predicted the bubble. Um, no, I, a, I want the Lakers to have not the Blazers. Cause not that I think the Blazers could give them trouble, but I think it'd be the last team they want to see. And I just, are you, like, you pro Lakers? Yeah, I'm pro pro Lakers. I'm pro LeBron. So, okay. Um, and I just, I like I like Aiton, I I like Booker, I like Ja. I'd like to see one of those teams uh, at least get some experience in there. But what what are you? I hope you're not going to say the Pelicans. (laughs) Pelicans, Blazers. God. 
Yeah, that would be the nut low. Actually, the Spurs would be the nut low, but... Yeah, Spurs-Kings would be the worst, but that one's not going to happen. No, I would want... I'm also very much pro-LeBron, but I'm probably more pro-good basketball, and the idea of watching a Lakers-Blazers series is, like, fun to me because that just shouldn't be happening. That's a shit draw for the Lakers. Like, they should get to pick their own opponent. Um, But... I would like to watch. Like, I think that series would be fascinating to watch. And then Pelicans, obviously, I'm Team Zion all the way. Yeah, no, no. That would all be bad. I'm not pro good. Ba- I'm pro bad <laughs> basketball. Like, um, I, I have a feeling yours is – it's hard to imagine the Blazers don't get in it in some capacity. It just 68% feels- right now, chance of making the playoffs. And as Chad has brought up, the 2K Sim knows that if the Blazers get in, it's a dangerous game. Especially for uh, a Gary Trent Jr. team that is thriving. Gary Trent, by mistake, I think I was first to market on him. He's actually... <laughs> he really is. He is. Uh, he, he's at a minimum a rotation piece for a long time in the NBA. Yeah, no, he shouldn't be. Out. I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. I mean, he's got a pedigree. Like... I'm not surprised that he knows how to be an NBA player. He grew up with a parent in the NBA. I just, I don't know. When I, I never watched him. I guess I just like never envisioned him more. He seems like he's tapping into almost his, what I thought maybe his ceiling was immediately. So that makes me readjust. I hear you there. I hear you there. Um, We have five games to get through. Have a bit of a hard out. We've got MLB show after this, I'm assuming. Let's see who's on it. We do. That would be T. McBee and Jason Floyd. Okay, good to know. Jeff Ulrich and Jason Floyd going to be on live before lock tonight. And then uh, NBA live before lock, Chris Spaggs and Adam Share. That will be at 3 p.m. Eastern. So you guys know the drill. Please hit that like button as you come in here. Uh, it's not even remotely close to where it should be right now. So go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. You know all of that stuff. Check out my contenders video after you're done watching this, but before you go on to watch the MLB show after this. And Priorities. check out Ben's betting show if you didn't check it out. Uh, that took place at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Is that going to be uh, 9 a.m. Eastern every Friday? Yes, sir. Our topics are going to change, but really, chat, uh, we have so much going on. If you haven't checked out Odd Shopper on the site, go and do it. Sports betting, just another way to get down some action. And we want to talk about that because this show, of course, we're going to be talking about DFS. So nine every Friday, right before this show. The show, by the way, brought to you by Superdraft. I'll hit you with the Superdraft plug in a bit. Let's kick this one off. Memphis Grizzlies, Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder four and a half point favorites. Um, Grizzlies, as we know, without Jaron Jackson Jr. for the rest of the bubble. Oklahoma City, also without a player. Dennis Schroeder, no longer in the bubble either. Let's start on the Memphis side. John Morant and Jonas Valanciunas both showed up on the Contenders video this morning. Any interest in the Grizzlies here in this OKC spot? This one means a lot to Memphis. Yeah, I mean, they all do. And they just can't get a, they can't buy a W right now. Yeah. But at the same time, I know Jaws price is going up, but I still have interest. I had interest against him on Utah after after Jackson went down. Um, he's just so he's going to be involved. We know that the shots have to be there. Of course, he's going to distribute. He's going to add in some boards. Uh, I actually have been kind of surprised he hasn't had a couple more steals here and there. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy, like I said, his three pointings, three point shooting has been pretty bad, but 
even so, the ceiling is there. Joval, I like, but there is serious, always with him, concern about the fouls. Uh, staying on the court is an issue. I think that's where you want to look. I don't have a ton of interest in Brandon Clark. Uh, Price has come up, and the upside never was really there. He got more minutes, but not more production. Yeah, so Morant is 7700 on FanDuel, 8500 on DK. That price tag on FanDuel is insane. You definitely want to get a hold of that. And then he's got a 1.5x multiplier on Superdraft. Uh, that I have him projected down for 60 Superdraft points. That's a big score. So I really like Morant and Jonas Valanciunas. They both showed up in my top 10. Uh, right now, Clark Brooks... Kyle Anderson and Grayson Allen all actually making my player pool. They could show up in my crunches. Brandon Clark getting a lot of ownership, 17% on FanDuel, 30% on DK where he's 4,900. I think that price tag is reasonable just because he's going to be out there. Uh, 30% might be a little high, but now that I'm looking at it, it feels like today is going to be the day that the people that play Brandon Clark get paid off. Oh boy. I, I mean, I don't love it, but today feels like the day where I'm not going to be there finally. And it goes crazy. I just, I don't know how often he just coffins you. You know what I mean? Like, can, can he get there? Could he be reasonable? Absolutely. But for me, give me 500 extra dollars and I'll go to Dylan Brooks who he shoot. And we talked about this on the betting show, uh, three point attempts, two for nine, one for seven, two for seven and one for five. Uh, He hasn't shot well at all. He's taken double-digit shots in all four games, 5,400, 5,200 on FanDuel. Like, I'm willing to bet that he can be more efficient and the volume is not coming down. I don't hate it. Uh, I, am, I, generally speaking, end up on more Dylan Brooks than the public. And society, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, which was fun for the first half of their last game when he was just throwing shit up from everywhere and everything was going in, and then he, it he might as well have just left at halftime. Uh, <laughs> dude was a ghost. It was terrible. Grayson Allen was picking up foul after foul after foul, but for 3,800 and no ownership on FanDuel, I don't hate the idea of paying down there. He's soaking up a ton of minutes. Um, Looking okay. Listen, like I'm not going to say it doesn't normalize immediately, but I almost see him as the opposite of Dylan Brooks in the sense that look at his shooting five of six from three and six for eight from three in his last couple of games. He is tapping. He is making the most. He shot uh, 10 attempts in both games and, Megan Mo shooting 65% from the field. That's not going to continue. But the price, you're getting a little discount, no doubt. I think that he's going to be a player in these next couple of years. Not like he's not going to ever be a star, but I can see him being, you know, a six man or like a fifth starter. Um, sneaky athletic, crazy quick release. I watched him come off of a, a screen on uh, closest to the camera. And he caught it in front of his face and never brought it down. Straight up, one motion, in the dude's mug, hell of a shot. Uh, That kind of quick release plays pretty well. Neither here nor there. Grayson Allen at 1% on Fandle, 3,800. I like that as a flyer. Oklahoma City side, pace up spot against Memphis. No Dennis Schroeder. This should be a spot to thrive for Chris Paul, Shea. Gallo's been not fantastic. He's just, the dude just is the same game every single time. It's hard not to love Shea. 7,500 on FanDuel, 6,800 on DK. Made the contenders list. Um, do you have a different take? Are you more Chris Paul than Shea? Uh, the ownership is already there for Shea. So I don't know if that matters to you or not. I, I mean, it's obviously something that you have to consider, but as we talk about every time on this show, 
you don't have to be different in every spot. And SGA is a spot that I'll go with with the herd because I, I just think he's even if he doesn't shoot well, uh, he can get you there. If he does, he's going to crush value. I like the game. I like the pace up. Um, I think this could get out moving. I actually lean to the over potentially in this game. I wouldn't be stunned to see it get out and get moving. I see it at 222 on my screen. Um, this is just a good spot. The, the weird thing, though, is I look at the rest of the Thunder, and you kind of just mentioned this. I don't have much to say, to be honest. Like I, I, Chris Paul, of course, I think you can make a case. Gallo, Stephen Atlake, these guys don't really excite me. Uh, my boy Dort, I mean, he's going to see 30-plus minutes, but he doesn't do anything. He still can't shoot from three. If he ever does, I do think he'll be a good salary saver. Do you have anything else from the Thunder? Yeah, I don't mind Chris Paul all that much on FanDuel, 7,800. I think that's reasonable for a point guard. Uh, Steven Adams is 5,900 on FanDuel. He's only getting 7% ownership. It's a five-game slate. Like To me, that's probably a little low. Um, It's kind of a good spot for him against Memphis. If Valanciunas happens to get in foul trouble, I like Steven Adams even more. That you know, like I don't think he's going to be all that worried about Gorgeous Dong or whoever else they put in at center. Uh, I'm just not there on Gallo. He's we have him at 43% ownership on DraftKings. I don't see it unless you think that he's going to suddenly play more minutes. Uh, he's like going to play 28-ish minutes. He's going to go for like 35 fantasy points, and it's going to be depressing. Play him in cash, I guess, if he gets that ownership. But to me, it's Shea, then Chris Paul, then Stephen Adams, then Gallo for me. I don't agree with that ownership at all. Where's Dort? Uh, he's not picking up much. 2% on FanDuel, 7% on DK. I actually had like 20% of him two days ago, which was, well, you know, not great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you want to be really aggressive, I do think you can look to him just because when you have that combination of minutes and honestly, I, I want to say volume at this point, at that price, it's not that unreasonable. Gallo, listen, the price is tempting. I do see the floor. I just think you can get away from it in large field tournaments and roll the dice if that ownership is there, no doubt about it. So many other places to go for GPP upside than yes. Gallo at 43% ownership. No-brainer to me. Uh, favorite play in the game, and then we'll move on. Uh, on FanDuel, it's Ja, but on DraftKings, it's SGA. Okay. FanDuel for me, agreed, Ja, DraftKings, agreed, SGA. Stealing your takes. That's why I went first. That's why I went first. That was an easy one. I wanted to get that out there before. They're they're good takes. They're good takes. But I have, I didn't even ask you for your preference here, but I think we're on the same page. My preference on Super Draft, definitely John Morant at the 1.5x multiplier. You guys should all be playing at Super Draft. You don't have to worry about salaries. All you worry about is the player's multiplier, like Ja, for example. You get 1.5 times his fantasy points. That's monstrous for the lead ball handler for the Grizzlies. doesn't have to just be basketball. PGA, NASCAR, MMA, baseball, NFL is going to be here in a couple weeks, which is bonkers. Who knows where that season goes, but that's neither here nor there. I could do a nice 30-minute segment on whether the NFL happens uh, on the Daily Show if it still existed, but it doesn't because I have to talk about Super Draft and not the Daily Show. Use the promo code AWESEMO10, A-W-E-S-E-M-O-1-0. Get yourself $10 
on your first deposit of $10 or more, or get yourself $20 on your first deposit of $100 or more. Uh, you can go to the app store, download the app, or go to superdraft.io. Superdraft, no limits, more winning. Next game, Brooklyn Nets, Sacramento Kings. This one's a tough one. Uh, Joe Harris, questionable. Jared Allen, questionable. I'm treating them like they're both playing. There are two guys that I care about on this Nets team, and that's probably it. And the ownership is already there. 40% 40% owned on FanDuel, 56% owned on DraftKings. That would be Karis LeVert. 12% owned on FanDuel, 30 on DK. That would be Jared Allen. Given the ownership, give me more Jared Allen. But I love both of these guys. It's really hard not to. Uh, two cash game plays. I mean, LeVert for sure. Allen teetering on the edge, more so on DK. What do you want to do with these crazy Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen... Levert, especially on DraftKings, they're so reactionary with the price. Like, you, you know, they're non-competitive against the Celtics. He obviously didn't have a good game. And now you're getting a seven, he's 7,100 there. Yeah. Uh, that's just, I mean, listen, do you ever want to, I'm not saying you never want to play someone that popular, but it's hard to imagine in a game like this, after seeing what the Kings just did uh, with their pay, like, this could get out of control and Levert should be back to north of 20 field goal attempts here. I like him. Everybody likes him. I don't really have anything else to say on it, to be honest. Yeah. I think it explains itself. It does in a way. Yeah. I don't see any problem still using him in GPPs because it can become really problematic. If you don't have him, just be really cognizant of the ownership in the rest of your lineup. That's all you can do. This is as good as like, this is good chalk. He's as long as he's in the game, this dude is going to run the entire team. And this is the type of game where I'm not going to say that the Nets, could they get blown out? Of course, but they're a four and a half point dog here over under 231. This is the type of game that should be competitive throughout. And the Nets actually should have a chance down the stretch, which means even more Levert. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about Jared Allen? 6,300 on DK, 7K on FanDuel. Let's just assume he plays. (laughs) 1.65 multiplier on uh, Superdraft. So I I do like, honestly, that he has the Q tag um, because I think that people will build lineups and say, I'm not going to tinker and whatnot, and he's going to end up playing. You're going to steal some ownership there. Uh, It's an ankle. I don't think it'll affect anything if he does go. My question for you, because I, I think it's pretty easy to say that if he plays, he's a very solid play. Are you comfortable with, and then I'll take it one step further, do you plan to play him and Levert together? I don't have any issue with it. They're like the only two real NBA players on the Nets, so if it means that I get them both in one. No. no. Why are you hating hey, Joe, on Joe Harris? I, I'm not hating on Joe Harris. I don't mean the disrespect to Joe Harris in that scenario. Uh, Joe Harris, not that kind of player. Let's just say that. You know, he's not going to be like creating no. anything for You're himself. Right. Um. Now, I have no issue playing Levert and Allen together. It, let's see. So on DraftKings, the goal would be 50 out of Levert and 46 out of Jared Allen. The good thing is these guys don't take away from each other. They correlate, I would say, a lot. Yeah, you know, assists from Levert to Allen, great. It's not like Levert's going to be stealing a bunch of Jared Allen's rebounds or blocks. So I think they fit together really well. I actually probably kind of like them together. 
especially because I like someone a lot in Sacramento. So I really like it's this trio. So this is what I wanted to say to you. Like I, I legitimately think that there will be a decent amount, a sizable, non insignificant amount of ownership that have Fox, Lavert, and Allen together in this game. So if you do that, I'm not saying don't, but you got to be careful with the other five spots. Cause that is a trio that me, you and everybody else is going to like. Yeah, let's let's talk about. I don't really have. I can't name anybody else from Brooklyn. Uh, who knows what Tyler Johnson does? Who knows what who gets the minutes? If it's Chris Chioza, Garrett Temple, uh, I, I can't sift through the rest of this. None of it looks good to begin with. De'Aaron Fox, cover boy on the contenders video today. Number one on both sites for me. Eight K on Fanduel, seventy six hundred DK, one point three multiplier on Superdraft, uh, mid thirties ownership. You said it yourself, Levert, Allen, Fox, going to be a very popular three-man combination with good reason? Yes. I love it. Oh, it's with good reason, but again, you have to know what you're playing in. Uh, And it's not to say you can't use these three together. You can, but now you, you have not created leverage. You've created a really solid base, and now you need to find leverage in your final five spots. Uh, Fox is... Really, again, I I feel like the Nets are really easy to break down and the plays explain themselves. The Kings are fighting. Fox is going to just be heavily involved. The price is right. The game is right. He's playing great. It's it's a no-brainer play if you want to go to him. Uh, It's just, do you use anyone else on Sacramento or do you just leave it to the obvious plays in this game? So Rashawn Holmes, 5,500 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DK. He's in mid-20s in ownership. I get that if Jared Allen doesn't play and it's not like Jared Allen's some like defensive stopper or anything, but if Rashawn Holmes is going up against Jared Allen, Jared Allen is a real starting center in the NBA. I I don't love Holmes all that much in that spot. Alex Lynn is healthy again. Uh, Harry Giles is available. So they, they have big Nemanja Bialica can match up against Kuruks if he needs to. So I don't think that Holmes is the guy that I want to get to. I really just like these top three guys. If you sprinkle in, I'll get some Bialica sprinkles, some Bogdan sprinkles, some Cousin Greg sprinkles. Uh, Here's the question for you. Fox, Levert, Jared Allen. Who is most likely to kill you today? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I think it's Allen just because even though I like the Q tag, there are, to me, there are more scenarios where he's not involved. Uh, he's a big man. So that also adds in just inherent risk. But I, I will say just real quick for the Kings, I'm with you in, in the hierarchy, but I like Bogdan Bogdanovich a little more than you. Um, he bounced back. He was one, one for 15 against the Mavericks. That's not going to get it done. Then he was ridiculous in the last game, but at least this is someone that has ceiling potential. Like when he gets going, he can crush a tag. Uh, and that I like a little more than guys like Holmes and Bielitsa. And to be fair, he is in my player pool and I do run like a pretty concentrated player pool. So he does show up as my number 23 guy on DK. He's at 9% ownership. I assume that I'll be in that same general area. Fox, Holmes, Bielitsa and Bogdanovich are the four guys that I'm looking at from Sacramento. Only Levert and Allen right now on Brooklyn. Split the difference. Is it Levert or Fox for you? In terms of most likely to kill you? No, no, no. Who would you prefer? Uh, Levert. Okay. Because I, I think, and I, I may be splitting hairs, I actually think that Fox ownership-wise may trump them all today. Ooh, okay. Like, uh, for me, I'm going 
I'm going Fox. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's just been. I, I don't know. I, I I think I I don't want to say it's a a bias or whatnot, but it's just like when a guy is playing so well and his price is rising and the ownership is coming. To me, I'm always like inherently cautious. Whereas Lavert is in a not I'm gonna say a plummet, but like he's dropping off a game where they lost by 40 points and whatnot. And it's just like, all right, here it comes. Uh, still, there's no argument. I mean, Fox has been fantastic, though. And I'm a big I fo- guy. I've, I, have a, I have Fox as a 1.2 fantasy point per minute guy in my model, just baseline stuff. Uh, Levert, 1.04. So I will happily get to a little bit more Fox if Levert is coming in higher owned. Fair enough. I mean... Premier options on, you know, we'll sum it up at the end, but for five games, these are some of the most obvious and rock solid plays you're going to find. Yeah. There's no way to like full fade anybody here on a five gamer, especially with the level of value that's coming out of these guys. You might want to come in lighter than 56% on Karis Levert, but if you're looking at it, like I want zero, I think you're playing that wildly incorrectly. (laughs) Yeah. This is a, like you can take, and that's something that is not talked about, I think, enough in DFS in general. Like, you can have a guy in your player pool and be actively rooting against him. Yeah. Um, you're just coming in underweight. You have a position, so you still have outs. But uh, that's something very reasonable to do with guys like this. Yeah. And in basketball, with how predictable a person's scoring is, like, it's really hard to get away from a guy that, like, everybody agrees makes sense. That's that's tough. You need very specific pivots in that same sort of salary tier or a fully different structure of build, but getting away from these guys just because they're owned is problematic on a slate like this. Yeah. It's not baseball. It's not golf where like random guys are going to score more raw points than Fox and LeVert. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like Lance Thomas is not going to outscore these guys ever, essentially barring like injury. Yeah. Trout goes 0 for 5. Yeah. And random guys hit home runs. Exactly. 566 concurrent viewers. Yes, sir. 92 likes. The disrespect coming from our viewership right now. It's a high level. Guys, please hit the thumbs up. Let's get to 140. Let's say 140 for right now. We'll take a little step up so that we can close out at 200. Okay. Step by step. Yeah. Great. Oh, God. I haven't squirted chocolate syrup in my mouth, drank some milk, and shook my head around in a while. Were you a step-by-step guy uh, growing up? I have negative idea what you're talking about. You didn't watch step-by-step? What the hell is that? Uh, It was, uh, you know, it was a shit show that was on TV when we were kids. Uh, It was family merged together, a bunch of kids. Uh, But Cody was like, I don't know. Uh, like a moron-ish. Uh, he's like 20 years old, but he would always squirt chocolate syrup in his mouth, chug some milk, and then shake it up to make his own little like personal chocolate milk shot. Yeah. Yikes. No, I was like Angry Beavers, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I didn't have time for shake. What is it called? Shake and shake? Step and step. Step by step. Step by step. No, I missed that one on the old uh, Rolodex. Uh, young Josh was... <laughs> particularly smitten with, I believe, the middle daughter. I don't remember how many different characters were on there. The middle daughter. They'll get you. Some, someone will hit me with it in uh, in chat. 
people talking about Patrick Duffy. Yeah, Patrick Duffy was the lead. He was the dad in the show. Uh, I'm just waiting for chat to be like, oh, it was so-and-so. But they're on a little bit of a delay. So we're going to have to move on from this amazing step-by-step conversation uh, that Ben is not able to participate in. Why does everybody keep saying it's called Full House? It's not called Full House. Full House is a completely different show. I've heard same of that. Obviously. I mean, essentially the same. It's the same sort of principle. It's just like this collection of family members. But uh, yeah, two separate shows. Christine Lakin is that? Is that her name? I don't. Is that her? Oh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. She's forty-one now and not fifteen or whatever she was on that show. Fair enough. I never really thought about, like, you see her as a child on the show while you're a child. I don't think that she's now six years older than me in real no, life. No, their age is, like, a lot. Yeah, I, uh, I I see you on that. But I'll have, listen, after this show, got some things to do, but I'll, I'll put step by step into uh, the priority. Let's see what I can do. I'll report back next week, Chad. I can't imagine that that is anything good right now. Oh no, chat chat knows they were talking about Olmec and Legends yeah. of the Hidden Temple, because that's what that's how we roll. I'm also very much team Legends of the Hidden Temple. Are you team Philadelphia 76ers Sans Ben Simmons? Four and a half point favorites here against the Orlando Magic. Uh, yeah, unless you've been living under a rock. Yeah, Ben Simmons out indefinitely with a subluxation of his patella tendon. The only reason that I know those words is because I just heard them in a podcast before I started this show. Otherwise, I would just say that he's got a knee boo-boo. Uh, Joel Embiid, 9,800 on FanDuel, 10-5 on DK. I don't really know how to get away from Joel Embiid on FanDuel. That is a that is just simply too low of a price tag in a situation where I expect him to want to do more now. You would think, at least. I'm not really worried about a Vooch matchup. Talk to me about Embiid, or if you've got other priorities on the Sixers, hit me. Yeah, so over there, center, you know, there's always options, but to me it wasn't, like, incredibly deep. Like, we don't have Joker. We don't have a couple other guys. Uh, Joe Val's decent, but, like, Embiid is just the clear guy. I know you're paying more for him, but on FanDuel in particular, I really like that. I guess it's more of a question. I mean, we know the other cast of characters that are going to have to step up. Tobias is going to be shooting and involved. Uh, 8,300 doesn't really get me too excited. And then Shake Milton. I mean, how do you think this offense now runs? Obviously, we know Embiid at the cornerstone. Do you think anyone in particular really benefits from this and we can buy low on them? So Tobias Harris is 6,800 on FanDuel. Feel free to buy him there. Yeah, $1,500 difference. uh, Quite drastic. Same scenario for Horford. He's 6,600 on DraftKings, fully unowned. And everybody I know is just like, well, Horford's washed. He's 4,800 on FanDuel. Like, he's going to play. He's going to play. You have to pay attention to Al Horford. He's probably, Al Horford is my second favorite sixer today. That's disgusting. Wow. Um, On on FanDuel, on FanDuel. On DraftKings, no, it's Josh Richardson. So that's where I was going because I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Josh Richardson, we know the minutes are going to be there. Uh, he could push easily for 35 plus in this spot. He doesn't, I mean, 
he's one of those guys. Yeah. He's not going to fill, fill up the stat sheet, but at the same time, flat five K, uh, I think he can get you there. And if the volume increases, the usage increases, that can only help him. I think that's my second favorite sixer. Do you have a take on shake Milton? I really don't, to be honest, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Uh, it's a tale of two sites. He's 5,800 on DK and 4,700 on Fandle. Why are the Sixers so drastic between the two? I have no idea, but I don't mind getting to shake Milton on Fandle. I think those minutes are fully secure. He's going to play 30 or more um, at 4,700. That works if he gets hot, but I don't think that he's like particularly good or anything. He's just like a rotation guy to me. So if we're talking Fandle, I'm going Embiid. <sighs> Horford, Harris, Richardson, Shake Milton. Uh, I, on DK, I only have Embiid and Richardson in my player pool. Okay. To me, on Fanduel, even though those, wait, I'm sorry, on Fanduel, you have where is Tobias Harris in your rankings? Third. Or, okay, so you have Horford ahead of Tobias, even at 6,800. Yeah, and it's it's close. Okay. Um, I think people are going to avoid Al Horford just because he's Al Horford. And I think I'm going to have him grading out a little bit better than that. 0.99 FanDuel points per minute in 547 minutes with Ben Simmons off the floor this year for Al Horford. Now he's been 0.77 in the bubble. If he plays like Al Horford, he's a point per minute guy. Same as Tobias Harris. Harris, by the way, 1.06 was Simmons off. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I have Tobias ahead of Horford. Uh, close, same same concept, but it's weird. I mean, obviously we're going to have some questions about where the Sixers go from here. They have not looked good. I don't really like them, you know, on the betting side of things today. Not that I'm going to back the magic either. It's just a stay away. You would just think that all of a sudden, you know, Simmons goes down and all of these guys open up. It's not really the case. Like I don't hate them, but I'm not jumping to play value on the Sixers either. Yeah, it doesn't. Simmons being out doesn't really open anything up other than minutes. Yeah, which is weird. You think it would in a way, but he kind of does so much of every little thing that you're not, it's not like someone's stepping in to fill that particular void. Like you can't fill Ben Simmons' creation on offense. And that doesn't really get you anywhere from a defensive perspective. He's just as prone to be a ghost offensively. So it's not like he's picking up a volume of shots that are staggering. Uh, to me, it's just Embiid. Uh, I let's, I think we need to talk about it like this. Joel Embiid is 10-5 on DraftKings. The next closest guy in salary is Drew Holiday at 9,300. No one else above 9K. Embiid is projected for 7.5% ownership. Is today a day where you pay up to make a different build? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're funneled to balance, especially, let's step back. The Brooklyn Kings game is feeding balance already. All those guys are, you know, 76, 71, 60, 300. We talked about the, those three being paired together. That's going to lead you to that balance build. I don't want to say Embiid is creating leverage, but at the same time, I think his build is going to create leverage. So, uh, I'm with you there in trying to be different. I guess the question I'll have, and, you know, we could talk about it. At, on a macro level is do you have to fully punt with someone like pretty gross to get him beat? Or do you think you can still go with reasonable balance guys around him? You're probably going to need at least one uh, goon at the bottom short season or potentially someone from Orlando, like 
Gary Clark, perhaps. Flat minimum 3K on DraftKings today. And Aaron Gordon is doubtful. So there no Gordon, no John Isaac. They've got a lot of minutes at the three and the four to fill, whether that's Gary Clark or a Wundu, if Kem Birch picks up a bunch of extra minutes at power forward, all of these guys are 3K flat on DK. I think there's a guy that you can grab from Orlando that would offset Joel Embiid's salary. Not to mention, you know, like other pay down options on other teams, but just Orlando in particular, they've got a bit of a void. Gary Clark from the depths. Um, yeah. God, there's just – do you worry, though, that like you, you rattled off – several guys at 3k that they all cannibalize each other and nobody emerges as a viable tournament play per se do you do you think there's a chance that one of these guys can really be a factor i mean they all stink so, <laughs> gary clark in my model 0.78 per minute west of one do 0.71 kim birch 0.81 james ennis at 70 3700 0.75 like none of these guys are any good but at 3k on a day where it's built like it is today, you're looking for 30 on DK. I think that's feasible from one of them. <laughs> Probably Gary Clark is my lean, but you wouldn't rather just get like 700 more and go to someone like Ennis, who maybe is in a next tier of like, I don't want to say the next tier of security, but at the same time, I'm going to say it like that. So I think that he, I think Tyler, I think I almost said Tyler, Jesus, James Ennis and Gary Clark are essentially the same person in my model. 0.75 to 0.78. I think Ennis's minutes are more secure for sure. Uh, Neither one getting ownership. I'd be happy to go to either guy. I think Orlando can unlock Joel Embiid for you though. And I would probably want, like, let's say that Embiid, if you really like Embiid, Maybe you're hoping that Nikola Vucevic, who's at 31% ownership, I might add, picks up a foul or two. It might be Kem Birch season in that scenario. Mo Bamba, it came out that he had COVID uh, and he is wildly out of shape. So it's not like he, they're going to trot him out there for anything other than a rotation. Kem Birch season. Gary Clark season. That's the one I'm going with today. Okay. I mean, listen, if you if you're going really aggressive – uh, and you're trying to get Embiid, and you want to keep that core of the Nets Kings that we talked about. Now you're really you're going to have to play someone like this. I would rather, and I don't know if you really care about this. I would rather punt against my superstar in the same game. I do have a slight preference for that. Like if if I have to take a guard, like a three player, three K guy on DraftKings, I would prefer it's a Magic player, yeah. um, just because I can I can shape the narrative a little better. I'm just not sure if if I can get away from that, I will. I will try to find guys in the next tier rather than going to Gary Clark. We got an ownership update five minutes ago. Let me grab that quickly just to see if anything changed dramatically. I'm guessing someone saw something. We don't normally run it twice in, you know, no time. And I'm getting a spam risk call. I I hear that. I'm not going to answer that. It's a spam risk. Maybe so. it's Gary Clark. Gary Clark's like, yo, I'm in. Also, yeah. 0% ownership for Gary Clark right now. Yeah, it's looking a bit weird. Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross are both around like 20 to 30% ownership. Where's Fultz? Uh, not quite there. Uh, unowned and not in my uh, player pool. Sad. Do you like uh, Fournier or Ross with Gordon out now? Uh, I think Fournier, 
It, it, it certainly. I mean, we know that he's playable. He's a guy. He kind of reminds me like in Gallo sometimes where it's just like, he's never appealing. He kind of just like does what he does. Uh, I, I do think though, if, if Gordon sits, you could see a little boost to the price is reasonable. And you're, you're really just looking for targets to fit builds and, and Fournay is that type of guy. Ross, a little more boom bust in my opinion. Um, you have a lean, lean between the two or are you not really interested? Not really interested. Uh, Fournier is 39th on DK for me. Ross, 31st. Ross is $300 cheaper. Uh, it's a coin flip of two guys that I probably will have like 5% of. So I'm, my lean is that I'm fading them. And I listen, I'm, if I don't end up with any Fournier or Ross, I'm not going to be worried. I, I think you'll get away with that. If that's what burns you, it burns you. But uh, more, more important things on the slate than that. I'll be way too busy having all of the Gary Clark. You know, that's yeah. You have other issues. Um, Gary Clark, man. Okay. I, look, it, I didn't really uh, know he was on the magic. Well, I was going to take one for, <laughs> I didn't know that person existed, but no, I did not consider him as someone that we might have to uh, dig into on the show. Gary Clark played 15 minutes on Wednesday. Uh, a one do played 15 as well. They're going to have to fill 30 minutes of Aaron Gordon's time. I don't know what direction they go, but I am if all of these 3K guys have the potential to play 24 to 30 minutes for the Magic, one of them has to be a guy you need, especially if they don't get any ownership. Yeah. I'm a, hey, I, I believe he's a, I'm fairly certain that he's a former Cincinnati Bearcat. So uh, I like Cincy. I can, I can get down with that. Um, unless it's a different guy, maybe it was Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay, I oh, yeah, he's from Smithfield, he went to Clayton High School. That's where my father in law lives. It's all coming together on this show, chat. This is what we do we connect the narrative pieces one Gary Clark uh scenario at a time here. Yo, now I'm fully in on (laughs) Gary. Now it's just lock button great. That's, I can be at Smithfield in no time. I'm gonna go get Smithfield's fried chicken. It's so good. Oh, is this in Pennsylvania? What What is? No, this is here, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, from 45 minutes from here. Wow, I'm stunned that the maybe he wasn't rec- like. How does he get out of the ACC then? That's ridiculous. Uh, who was at Cincy three years ago? Who's the coach? Anybody crazy? I don't know. Cincy, maybe Chris. Cincy. Stri- no, that's Xavier. I I don't know. Since he, uh, since he probably play, pays player, Kyle, Josh couldn't sound more pretentious about what living close to where Gary Clark grew up. Jesus. <laughs> At least. Ah, Mick Cronin. Yeah. Mick Cronin. Thank you. Yeah, that, yeah. I Mick always Cronin confuse would... him and Chris Mack. Chris Mack is the Xavier guy. Uh, now, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Chad, no matter what we ask, they very quick. Appreciate yeah. it. See, Alec Chrysler, he knows, Josh, how are you so handsome? Now, those are the types of things that I'm looking for uh, in a YouTube chat comment. Aren't we all? All right, we got two bad boys left. Let's do it. Favorite play in the Philly-Orlando game? I mean, I I hate to be a cop-out, but it's it's easily Embiid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you have any interest in Vooch? He's the most owned guy in this game. No. Um, and it's only because you have to make stands somewhere. It's not to say I don't like him on the slate, but I'd rather go up and get Embiid. I would rather play Joe Val. So he gets squeezed pretty hard. Yeah. It's, I like the Vooch price 
he grades out really well. I have a feeling that he's the guy that ends up slipping through the cracks for me. He's a top. He, he's in the contenders video. I just think that the way the rosters will get constructed, he'll get pinched. Yeah. Uh, listen, like, like I said, of course, any any quality player you're going to be able to make a case for, but uh, not on my priority list, to be honest. All righty. Two more to go. But first, NHL is back. You can get yourself 50% off your first month of Osimo Plus's NHL package. So that's going to be a $20 package. You get it for 31 days. NHL projections, ownership, top stacks, uh, other written content, and more. This coupon code ends today. If you don't get it now, you're never getting it again. NHL is back. One big word. N-H-L-I-S-B-A-C-K. Enter that when checking out on an NHL Platinum Package you will get 50% off. Go check out uh, everything Jake Harry and the rest of his guys are churning out. Two to go. New Orleans Pelicans, Washington Wizards. I need to see if there's a total out on this game. There was not one when I woke up this morning. I got one in front of me. Anything in the 249 range? No, it's not that much. 234. Ooh, I wildly overestimated this one then. Yeah, well, hit that. Hit that over then. Um, yeah. Seven and a half point favorite for the Pels, 234 total. Um, mileage is going to vary a little, but that's what I say. Yeah, 233 and a half, two, 234. That all works. Either way, monstrous, uh, fastest paced game, highest total game, Pelicans with the highest implied total on the slate. We'll start on the New Orleans side where Drew Holiday is the second most expensive player on the slate. I don't think that I like a single Pelican on DraftKings. No one ranked higher than 38th. So to me, the Pelicans are off the board on DK. On FanDuel, I like Drew Holiday quite a bit at 7,700. Ownership already there. After that, it's probably Lonzo, then Ingram, then maybe a little Derek Favors. But ultimately, I don't like the Pelicans. They're too expensive. Yeah, it's a tough team right now because they're too expensive and they have the, I don't want to, he's not a problem for them, of course, but you have the Zion issue in the sense that he's unplayable, but he also comes in and he's obviously heavily involved when they need these games. And if it is close, like they, they obviously are going to do everything they can uh, to win. And he can be involved. It takes the usage. Ingram, I think I like a little more than you over on FanDuel. Drew would still be one for me. DraftKings, they are very expensive. If I had to play someone on DraftKings from the Pelicans, it would be Ingram. Uh, at okay. Or I still think that he can get you there. He's just, I mean, he is great. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. can do it all. And the Wizards are the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. So uh, not a, you would think it would be like, give me all the Pelicans today. It's really not the case. Now, uh, my problem with Ingram is that Pascal Siakam is also 7,500, same position. I prefer Siakam by a lot. And then Tobias Harris is $700 cheaper. I prefer Tobias Harris. So I think that Brandon Ingram ends up getting squeezed. Oh, God. Now we got to do this. It's the Washington Wizards have like a wildly large amount of guys that are viable. Oh, yeah. Troy Brett. Troy Brown made the contenders. Isak Bonga made the contenders video, 3,700 and 3,800. Not picking up ownership. That could be the guy that you pay down for instead of the, the Gary Clarks of the world. 
What do you want to do with this Wizards team? Uh, they don't care at all about defense. This is a fantasy goldmine if you can get them right. So you just mentioned two guys. I'm going to give you one more that I, I don't want to say I really like, but I'm going to say I really like. I've been waiting. He showed sign. He's playing the minutes. Rui, let's do it today. Sub, ew, okay, okay, not feeling it. Sub 6K, 39 minutes in the last game, two for 11. That's not going to get it done. I think he's closer than the box scores indicate. He's going to get the minutes. I could see him being active in this. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually pretty surprised. You don't like the spot for Rui? Against okay. Beavers and Jackson, like, I, I'm not worried about their front court. You should be. Really? Well, not Jackson Hayes. You should be worried about Derek Favors. He's really good defensively. He's not good at anything else or like good at DFS, but <laughs> okay. from a defensive standpoint, like Rui doesn't want that at all. That's neither here nor there. He's fine. He's 21st for me on DK. He's already 30% owned. Like I don't like him if he's chalky. He's <laughs> he's the seventh most owned guy on DraftKings right now. I don't think that corresponds to where his value is. Yeah, see, I, I'm more like I... I get why people are going there, and I think that I can live with going there along with them and, and still lever. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to plug him into the Fox, Levert, Allen combos because that's not really helping my case. But if I do something a little different, I think I'm going to look to Rui. I, I like him more than like paying up for, I know, different, uh, but $1,300 more for Thomas Bryan. I don't think I'm going there, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really see that one either. Um, there's just there's so much center talent on today's yeah, exactly. slate. Uh, with that said, like if Derek Favors gets into any foul trouble, the Pelicans like Thomas Bryant's going to eat anybody else they try to run out at center. It could be a big day for him. I just don't really know how I get there. Um, and with regards to Rui. Troy Brown's $400 cheaper. I would just rather have Troy Brown in that scenario. What about, I'm going to have, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, what about your boy, Jerome Robinson? Yeah, I've been getting him a lot. Uh, paid off pretty nicely the last time out. He's 29th on DraftKings. Price is up 4,900. I would rather just go to Bonga at 3,800 now. Okay. Um, Bonga is my preferred pay down option because they don't exist today. It's There is nothing obvious 4K or under, you need to make some sacrifices somewhere. I'm hoping that the way this game is played, the pace, the scoring, that he could just fall into like transition buckets and steals and stuff. Mm. It's not fun to talk about Isak Bonga in any way, shape, or form. But I mean, I've got I've got six guys from Washington in my player pool. That's a pretty big number. Once you talk about Gary Clark, you you can really say and do anything. Um, yeah. Oh man. Uh, listen, I, this is a team you can go to a lot of different directions. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, and I plan to outside really Brian, you mentioned Brown. I like Rui more than you do clearly. Um, and Bonga is, I mean, he's going to give you salary relief. He's going to be a popular pairing with Embiid as well. You would think. Yeah. Um, Brian being 7% owned is a little intriguing to me. Do you want to go to ish at all before you put this game to bed? Um, 30 minutes last time. What'd you say? 30 minutes last game. Yeah. 30 minutes. And like, you know, he does chips in with boards. Obviously he's going to give you some assists. Volume is there shot wise. I don't mind it. Like if I have a team that's really aggressive uh, and I want a guy kind of to just do his thing, I wouldn't mind plugging him in. But at the same time, I don't know how often that ish Smith is really variance wise going to crush that tag. Uh, I, 
honestly, like I'd rather find the extra money for, for Brown, even like Dylan Brooks, who we already talked about. Uh, I'm kind of ahead on. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page there. You need 40 out of ish here. I would rather go a different direction. Um, I that one's just not going to be for me. I just don't know what exactly happens in this game where he, he gets to that overtime. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, so yeah, when we're drawing to OT, it may be a difficult decision. One game left. Yeah, let's close this bad boy out. 800 people in here, and you got to my 200 number long yeah. before I asked. 230, so now, I mean, we have to put it in play. 300's in play, right? We have to take a look at it. Well, first, we're just let's just easily just bump over 250 right now. That's amateur hour. Yeah. Uh, knock that out. Hong Tong Lee tied for the lead. That's just – it looks like I'm – not missing much on the golf front. Uh, yikes. But one game left, and this is a game. Great. Sunjay M bogeyed already on one. Oh, good. I haven't seen anything. I'm not looking until we get off the show. Uh, I'm most excited for, of all the games, if I could watch one NBA game today, it would be this one. Celtics yeah. Raptors. Couldn't agree more. Raptors three-point favorites here. Um, it's just a fantastic basketball game between two teams that I really love watching. And Pascal Siakam is 7,500 on FanDuel. Might be my one of my favorite plays of the day. 8,200 on DraftKings I don't love as much. Ownership is already coming in. These guys are kind of expensive on DK. Not so much on FanDuel. Lowry is $1,500 cheaper than he is on DK. Van Vliet is $500 cheaper. Ibaka is $800 cheaper. OG is $800 cheaper. I really like Siakam. I really like Lowry and Van Vliet. Probably get to a little bit of OG. I don't see myself getting much of anything from Toronto on DraftKings. What say you about the Raptors? Yeah, not too interested on DraftKings. You're looking north of 8K for for Lowry and Siakam. Uh, Van Vliet just below it. Uh, The thing that stands out to this game, I I do want to say it. I think the Raptors lose tonight. They have been unbelievable in the bubble so far. I like the Celtics in this spot. Um, Coming back, it's not the most interesting game for on the DFS side for me. Like I, I do think it's a good game and you look at some value, but I, it doesn't scream jam in all these guys, especially on DraftKings where they're priced at the premium. I agree. Uh, no, no, no one really stands out for me on DK outside of $7,900 Tatum, I think is real. But with Kemba sitting out the last game, I gave him 28 minutes. It slows my interest of Tatum a little bit. If, Kemba happened to be out, then I would kind of want to go crazy on him. He's 43% owned on FanDuel right now. Tatum, that is, not Kemba. That's a big number. Yeah, 7,500 there. It's easy to see why. I like him more on DraftKings, partially because I don't think the ownership will approach those levels. I like the Celtics in the game, so naturally I like Tatum. Um, but yeah, Kemba's back. He's you know He sat on the second half of the back-to-back. So they got a lot of weapons. What happened? Yeah, just Sanjay M three putting from thirteen feet. I was like, "What? What am? Did I say something that egregious?" Uh, No, sorry. Yeah, I listen. This is the type of game where I'm not sure you're going to be able to take a bunch of guys and get there. You want to pick a spot. You want to pick a Raptor. Pick a Celtic. Sure, they their usage they can end up leading the way, but this this game doesn't scream. You know, you look at the Kings and the Nets. You look at the Wizards and the Pelicans it could get out of control where you have two, three, four guys from the yeah. game being optimal. I don't see that here. I really don't. 
Tricky part with Tatum on FanDuel, given that ownership, is there's nothing else to pay for. This is what my player pool looks like on FanDuel at Power Forward. Jason Tatum, 7,500. That's the most expensive guy. Zion, no thank you. Rui, Brandon Clark, Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Tice, Serge Ibaka, Horford, and Bielitsa. You kind of have to play Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously there's a reason. Why he's so? Oh, Gary Clark. Where's Gary Clark? Thirty-five. Not not in my Fanduel player pool yeah. as of right now. That'll um, change as we get closer to lock. Yeah, I mean it's a clear funnel because when you really think about it, uh, power forward, you have him at seventy-five hundred. You're not going to play Aaron Gordon or Zion. So the next guy is Rui at fifty-nine. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a complete dead zone because there's nobody there besides him. Um, I will say if you can get creative and and build differently. If you survive him there, your your lineups are going to be in good shape. Like if, if you go elsewhere with two power forwards and, and you don't get crushed. Like, I think, I don't think that Nemanja Bielitsa hitting the score you want at 4,800 is all that different than Tatum doing it. Bielitsa is at 8% ownership. Jason Tatum is at 44. If you just want to say, screw it to power forward and avoid Jason Tatum, I get it because you're creating a lineup that I think probably succeeds more often than it fails. Yeah, but you also obviously, you know, you got to keep in mind, if you get Tatum wrong, you're going to be behind legitimately half the field, but that's what you have to embrace in tournaments. That, that's yeah. my final thoughts on this slate. Uh, when you have a guy that highly owned, it's not just about where he comes in, you have to look at what, how can I build differently if I don't use him, remove him from the player pool, just in your mind, and then start constructing lineups and see what happens and see where you land. Exactly. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, There's a difference between the guys that you think are the best and the guys that are going to give you the biggest chance to win the tournament you're entering. 100%. Especially questions. 100%. 820 concurrent viewers climbing the entire way. You gotta love it. That's a Yeah, we got to finish a show in a full hour. That's always nice. 261 likes. If you can, hit that thumbs up on your way out the door. MLB strategy show coming up immediately right now. Not the same link, but, you know, same channel. So come check those guys out. Hit that thumbs up as you're leaving. Ben, any final thoughts? No, good luck. Like I said, we got a ton of content here over at Awesomeo. You can find me, Josh, and the entire team. Good luck, everyone, and we will be back next week, same time, same place. Gotta love it. Check out Contenders video. Good luck tonight. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Cue that music, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>